Hey everybody, I'm your host of a Stranger Things podcast, and here we'll discuss the Netflix hit show, Stranger Things, and other sci-fi TV shows and movies occasionally from years past and present. So I'm so happy to have you guys here with me today. Let's jump right into the show. Hey everybody, this is Tony with a Stranger Things Podcast, and today we're covering Chapter 3, The Case of the Missing Lifeguard. That and more coming up next on a Stranger Things Podcast. Today's episode starts with Max and Eleven listening to music, uh, talking about boys and the Karate Kid. Now, Eleven gets an idea to spy on the boys uh, uh, via blindfold. So the boys are less than, well, we'll just say they just fart and burp all over the place. And they're just doing what adolescent boys do at that age. And believe me, I know because I once was an adolescent boy. Anyway, uh, Hopper comes back uh, drunk from being stood up by Joyce. He's already a little bit uh, pissed, to say the least. Now, uh, Hopper seems to be happy that Eleven is spending time with with someone other than Mike. So, you know, he kind of like busts in, you know, three inches or whatever he was saying before, kind of like the guidelines he was putting between Eleven and uh, Mike. And he finds out, oh, wait a minute, this is actually Max here. You know, she's, um, Eleven is hanging out with Max. This is possibly a good thing because she's starting to widen um, her association with those um, inside their, their, their party. And she has really latched on to, to Max. Um, at least that's what we've seen so far in in the uh, in the season, which is a good thing because we need those alliances. We need everybody having those personal relationships, and they're really uh, building upon a lot of that. And I love the way they're going uh, with that in this particular season. Now, Hopper seems to be happy that Eleven is spending time, like I said, other than someone other than uh, than than Mike. So he just kind of like gets this little grin on his face and he, you know, he starts, you know, I guess Tina Marie is playing in the background and um, Love a Girl, this is just one of the greatest scenes because it's like he's just in pure bliss on this whole, uh, I guess, this whole thing that he's uh, put together and they all just seem to uh, to be, um, I guess, working together and they're just, they, they just seem uh, to be happy, Eleven and, uh, and Max so far. And it seems like they're building a really great uh, friendship. Now, moving on. Um, so Max and Eleven start playing uh, Spin the Bottle or, you know, kind of like a variation of it. I don't know exactly what it is because, you know, as it's later pointed out, um, they actually make up their own uh, uh, rules. So they start playing a variation of spin the bottle, and when they um, they land on uh, Billy, 
something is is awry and of course we always find out that you know whenever something you know is awry with with billy it's probably not a good thing at least definitely uh in this particular uh season so when they spin um so when they uh when they uh spin the bottle and they spy uh upon um billy via blindfold things get dark very quickly now billy turns around and sees 11 from um now this is not the upside down i'm trying to figure out exactly what this is this is kind of like a in 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 between uh spot in between the upside down uh, i'm trying to figure out exactly what what they call this i know at some point they called it something but if any of you guys uh know what what they actually call this let me know and um and I will uh, make some corrections uh, to this episode or just kind of like do a shout out um, in a later episode. Anyway, um, so, you know, it's just, you know, Billy turns around and he sees Eleven. And this is the first time that this has happened. So, yeah, Eleven knows that there is something more going on with Billy because he has the ability to uh to see her when she's blindfolded and kind of like spying on uh on them so this is something that is definitely different and she doesn't uh really um know what to uh take of it and what to and what to think of it so the uh signature opening credits begin and then we're um we're here with the with the uh, guys and they're awakened by will the wise and it's apparent that the um that the boys are starting to uh drift away from each other and we'll have a little bit more um we'll talk about that a little bit more later but the context is really gonna fill itself out but um meanwhile uh back at hopper's place uh joyce bursts in uh and they argue for a while back and forth uh joyce talks about um talks about her uh electromagnetic discoveries with uh mr clark the science teacher which is one of the uh funniest scenes that i've uh, seen the uh, the entire uh season so far um definitely it, there's a horror uh, uh comedic tone that is it's really it's balanced really really well along with the uh, action so far and I think this is going to be one of the better uh, seasons. So, uh, with that being uh, with that being said, you know, after them fighting back and forth, and she's telling Jim uh, 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 about all of her uh, electromagnetic discoveries and something's not quite right, and you know they get in this back and forth. Now, you know, going back over to uh, Max and Eleven, they're walking and talking whilst um, whilst heading to Max's house. To, to look around Billy's room for evidence. Now they find ice uh, ice bags, uh, empty ice bags in the tub. Then there's the blood on the cabinet door. And they find the bloody whistle. And this is all because of what, uh, what Eleven saw in that in-between uh, place where she goes when she's blindfolded. So... Um, anyway, we'll come back to that. Meanwhile, Nancy and Jonathan are looking at pictures in the newsroom. Now, when Nancy takes the pictures to her boss and they make 
fun of her, this kind of like really deflates and defeats her to no end. And these guys are just, uh, they're just jerks. But there's a lot of things that are coming up to some, some people that are going to get their, uh, their uh, due justice. Um, anyway, we're going to talk about that a little bit later. I'm not going to jump ahead. But, um, you know, this is just one of those things where, you know, it's kind of like a lot of that stuff uh, would not happen and it would not fly uh, today. So, uh, back at the mall, now, Erica and Robin are exchanging witty banter between each other. Now, whilst Robin is trying to figure out and translate the Russian tape still. Now, Dustin and Steve are uh, spying at the mall trying to find the Russian uh, spy. So, the banter between uh, these two is just the greatest in the show uh, so far. It's just, you know, it just, it can't get any better than the banter between, uh, between these two. So, Dustin and Steve, you know, like I said, they're, they're, they're trying to find a spy and, you know, the, the banter with them is, is great and they continue to build, uh, upon that. Now, back at the Willers house, um, uh, Lucas, Mike, and Mike, you know, it's, it seems as if they are just, just uh, exalted, uh, exhausted, and they they really don't want to. Um, they really don't want to uh, to partake in this uh, this uh, apparent campaign, um, D and D Dungeons and Dragons campaign that uh, Will the Wise has uh, has started, and this has really really uh, upset him to know. And now leave um, Will leaves. Very upset. Mike and Will argue for the first time that we've seen uh, on screen to this um, um, magnitude for the first time. Uh, Will brings up that Mike and Lucas don't even care where Dustin is because ever since he's gotten back, they haven't spent any time together. And this is something that um, it's kind of like been been um, it's been percolating and getting ready to boil over from the. Uh, from really the very first um, few moments of this uh, season. So, you know, it's just that, you know, they, and then, you know, he kind of like, Mike says one of those things, it's not my fault that you don't like girls. Now, I don't know what he's trying to insinuate yet. It could be one of two things. It could be either either uh, Mike is, uh, he's maybe trying to say that uh, Will is homosexual or he um, he's just so stunted in his maturity level because of everything that he has gone through. So it's one one of the two because and and a reason why I don't know, know exactly what it is because it's the look that Will uh, gives him after Mike says what he said. Now keep in mind if you go back to season one, you know Hopper Hopper he said some things about uh about uh will and joyce was like you know she even said the uh the f word which i'm not gonna say the f word it wasn't the f not not the uh not the four letter f word but the uh three letter uh f word um that's a derogatory term for uh homosexual people but this was one of the things that i i don't know if this is where they were going or I, i'm honestly i think it's just that He's just been going through so much the last two seasons, and you know he's just uh, emotionally uh, and mentally stunted, and he's a little bit behind his uh, friends at this time. So that's why I, I, that's really where I think 
a lot of this is uh, is going. But of course, some people are saying it's open to interpretation. But I, I, I think it's the uh, the latter, the one I just talked about, him being stunted. And he just wants to hold on to that childhood as long as possible because he really hasn't had the chance and hasn't been able to enjoy his uh, his childhood uh, from uh, from you know from the last couple of uh, of years because it's just been so hard. And he's gone through uh, so so much so back at the pool uh max and 11 are looking for the missing lifeguard heather now 11 gets back into the um i guess the uh, in-between zone between the upside down and the real world uh, 11 walks through a uh, a door and sees a tub uh, filled with ice while where heather bursts through at, and asks for uh, she asks for help and this is uh, this is something that you know kind of like freaked her out. And that, this whole the the uh, the, uh, the imagery in this entire series thus far, especially this season, because it has that horror you know slash comedic slant that's like slightly off putting, is has been really great. It is it's wonderful. Now Joyce and ha- Joyce and uh, Hopper are back at the uh, at the lab, you know with. Uh, with uh, lock cutters um, to uh, to get back into the lab itself. Now Joyce has a flashback of Bob getting attacked. Now we see a camera with a red light flashing on and off as they enter the uh, the building. Now back at the mall, Steve and Dustin think they've spotted um, an evil Russian, but he's actually a Jazzercise instructor. And I can't. This took me back so much because I remember uh, seeing a lot of those in uh, in malls wherever I went. And of course, we only had uh, one mall uh, here in my local area up until the 90s, and then we had two malls, and then of course the outlet malls, and all those exploded. But inside the uh, the original uh, mall we had, it um it had it actually had that Jazzercise for a short period of. Uh, of time um, towards the uh, the late 80s, and of course it uh, it went out uh, really really uh, fast. Anyway, um, so Robin has figured out some of the uh, the uh, recording when she's interrupted by a guy from a place called Lynx. I guess he's knocking on the door for you know and has a uh, delivery for her. Now, meanwhile, uh, Dustin and Steve make their way back to the uh, ice cream shop. While Robin figures out the rest of the code, and this is where we get Robin Codebreaker. That's going to be her name from for now on. Anyway, back at the um, back at the Hawkins Post, uh, Steve and Nancy are still talking about the story where Mrs. Uh, uh, Driscoll and 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 whether uh, to continue uh, with the story in general, and whether or not it's going to be a uh, a good idea, and. We don't really think it's probably going to be a good idea at this point to continue on, but of course they do. So now we go to uh, Joyce and Hopper. Now they search through uh, how the um, how the uh, lab is actually closed, but. So Joyce and Harper search through the now closed lab. Now Joyce has a brief flashback about Bob. Now Harper lets Joyce know that, you know, he's keeping an eye on things, and you know because he wants them all to uh, to feel safe. 
And when he reveals that uh, she knows Joyce is thinking of selling her home, you know, Joyce has this look on her face of surprise. And then he has a look of disappointment. And, this, and that's a big revelation to, uh, to us, the viewer, as well. So this is something that could change the whole dynamic of everything moving forward. Maybe once the season is over, I don't know how everything is going to uh, to end and how everything is going to go. But this is a big revelation, and maybe you know, and even even Hopper himself says something that's that's uh, that's really telling in and of itself. And you know, he just like he said, he just wants them to be safe. And of course, he reveals that you know he knows that she's selling the um, the home, but Hopper tells Joyce that. You know, he uh, he knows what it feels like to be lost, but says that she has something uh, he never had. And that's people that care and, you know, care about uh, her and know what uh, she's been through. And Hopper and Joyce, you know, they just, you know, they just they just start to uh, to. To joke and laugh and it's lighthearted for a second and then all of a sudden they hear something in 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 the lab now we're gonna go back to the boys for a minute now the boys are looking for uh, for will but will is uh is he's in his old castle he's reminiscing on um on all the things that they've done uh will you know he kind of like uh he he looks back at all the great uh time they had together um that opening scene from season one where they were playing uh, Dungeons and Dragons in the uh, basement uh, when they dressed up as uh, Ghostbusters in season two and just all the emotions of all of that start to to flood back and it's just so telling and it's just so honest and so raw and so real and you can actually feel the emotions um, going through this kid this this honestly uh, uh, Noah Snap uh, uh, Snaps, uh, he's actually one of the better actors to me in this entire uh, uh, series. Um, some of the other ones where we thought their acting was a bit uh, better, and of course they're being show, uh, showcased more. Uh, this kid, he is actually uh, uh, the best actor as far as all the kids so far, as far as his range and what we've seen, what what he's done, with sometimes very little dialogue and just uh, just the facial expressions and all of that. He is just diving deep into the material that 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 that, that he's giving, and he's really really showing us uh, what it is to be a uh, a great act um, actor. Especially at his age. Now, okay, so we, you know, we've talked about all of that. And then, you know, we talk about, you know, we, you know, we talked about what his, maybe what his role will be for this season. And I don't know exactly what his role is going to be, but I don't know if he's going to have some powers or whatever, you know, because of being in the upside down, because, you know, the longer you're in the upside down, the more it affects you negatively or whatever the case may be. And we know he has had some uh, residual uh, effects from being uh, in the Upside Down and being involved with the Mind Flare and in all of those uh, elements. Now we're going to talk about Nancy and Jonathan 
who are back at uh, Mrs. Uh, Driscoll's house. Now, this is one of the uh, creepier uh, scenes of the entire series. Okay, so they both head uh, back into her house after knocking several times in the pouring down rain. So this 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 imagery is just setting the scene. It's pouring down. You're hearing the thunder. It's an old um, it's an older uh, home um, that music is playing a little bit in the background, and you're kind of like you're because the music is so uh, instrumental. No pun intended. Uh, to this entire show, you can hear that 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 old time music playing in the back of your head as you're as you're watching these um, this 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 actual scene play out, and you're 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 hearing something, and just one of the creepier revelations from the entire series. For me, it's just I mean I even I get goosebumps now. I mean, I'm getting well goosebumps right now, um, actually thinking about. Um, what is about to be revealed so um, they're knocking several times and they're not getting an answer and they they slowly go down in into the basement when they hear a monstrous chomping and and, and chatter and when the camera slowly pans over to the corner I'm thinking the first thing I'm thinking okay this is going to be uh, rats eating the bags of fertilizer but no it's Mrs. Driscoll eating fertilizer like an animal in the corner crunching it's all over her face she turns around she has this mad look on her face and it is just creepy as all get out this is this is one of the creepier um uh, scenes and uh, imagery, like I've said, in the entire series so far for me, because of, you know, of course, of a uh, fear of rats that I have, but that's a, another story for another day. <laughs> um, to mildly, uh, briefly quote the never ending story, anyway. So, um, back at the mall, Robin, Steve, and Dustin are spying on the Russians. Now, Robin and Steve briefly hold hands as they've gone through the whole uh, spying on the uh, the Russians um, from the top of the roof on the uh, next building over at the mall. Now, they supposed to hold hands when they are when they're when they're scared, and this kind of like kind of like feeds into what uh, what Dustin was talking about. Hey, you got the perfect. Um, uh, woman right in front of you and you're not taking advantage of it and he goes through that whole you know you know speech with him and they go back and forth and it's just you know like I said the banter between the beast uh, two is just wonderful and it's just so honest and I love the way they're uh, they're they're continuing this um, this relationship between these two and they're really building on it and they're keeping it honest and true to what it really is so you know a, a friendship so uh, you know so, like I said, they briefly hold hands, uh, um, uh, Steve and Robin, and you know, you know, because they're scared by the chance that they'll uh, be found out on top of the roof when you know, of course, Steve and Dustin are fighting over the uh, binoculars and they actually, you know, hit the top of the roof and it makes a sound and the Russians, of course, are 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 um, they're alerted or maybe it's just Russians. We don't know exactly know right now. But we'll we'll see if if that is what it turns out to be. 
So meanwhile, over in the lab, Joyce and Hopper are looking around for a sound that they heard whilst, uh, whilst investigating. Now Hopper gets into a fist fight with, you know, with, you know, pretty much where he loses. And a, a, a man rides off a motorcycle, uh, rides, rides off on a motorcycle into the rain. Now, go back over to Max and Eleven are running a bike in the rain over to an, uh, an basically a, uh, a unknown home, which turns out to be the home of Heather. Now, you know, when her father, where uh, her uh, father is the boss at the Hawkins, uh, uh, Hawkins Post, where uh, Steve and, not Steve, um, where uh, Jonathan and Nancy uh are working so with all that being said it's just you know it's just really really creepy that we find out that uh heather uh heather's father is the boss at the hawkins post now we know this um this by the picture on the wall and the creepy music that is that is uh that that's that's playing now billy is there too so and he's more reserved and he's nicer and you know and uh, Max is like you know I guess he's probably thinking in her head and by the look on her face who is this person but she doesn't really want to give away uh, anything in particular and at the same time she wants to you know to kind of like you know keep the you know what they're investigating uh, under wraps uh, for the time being so, you know, you know, and then, you know, Heather comes out and that kind of like throws everything off. It's like, well, you know, the, our investigation is over and Max, maybe she was trying to keep it, uh, keep it under covers, but she kind of like feels that something is not quite, uh, quite right with the whole situation. And, you know, you know, Billy, you know, starts looking, uh, creepily at the girls as they, uh, they, they, they are leaving knowing um, that he's uh, one-upped them for the time being, but he has a brief flashback to when Eleven was uh, closing the gate, and, and you know, kind of like go back for a uh, few brief seconds. He talks about, uh, he talks about, you know, where I know you from. What's what's your name? You know, he's kind of like because because really they've never really uh, seen each uh, each other. Um, and not as far as I can remember, because like I said, it would have only been in uh, episode, I'm um, not episode, but uh, season two, that they actually saw each other and actually talked to each other. And I don't remember any times other than maybe an uh, episode, maybe uh, end of eight, episode nine at best. So I don't really, I don't really remember them inter even interacting so i don't think he would have known her other than her being the one that closed down now billy is not going to know her in in particular because like i said they never really inter interacted except for you know down to that last uh episode and uh and a half and now the mind flare this is the one you know because like like he like they were saying you know like we were saying you know he kind of like stayed dormant until he needed him and this is the same thing with with uh with billy it's like he just takes he takes over, uh, kind of like possessing him to to a certain extent, and he just um, he just really rambles on with all of these um, all of these ideas and concepts. Anyway, not to stay on that for too much longer because there's a lot more that's that's probably uh, coming with that whole situation.
So Will gets uh, gets gets chills and says um, he's back. Now when American Pie, um, the song uh, comes on and our attention is reverted back to the dinner table of Heather's parents when when Heather's mom uh, Janet collapses on the floor and for a brief uh, second we see what seems to be a little bottle of uh, of poison. Now Heather's father uh, runs to her and tries to help her. Now Heather, whom I don't think is really Heather, this, you know, like I said, there's a whole um, a vibe of invasion of the body snatchers, but I pre- pretty much, which I think this is what it's all boiling down to at this point, uh, um, hits him over the head, uh, her father over the head, and 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 smothers him. I guess to knock him out so that so that we could drag him to a uh, location and have the same thing that's done to to them uh, uh, that that was done to them to have done to uh, her parents now you know basically you know this is just this is just one of the uh, the, the creepiest things for me and she's just basically saying you know you know it'll all be over soon Heather is saying this to her dad which is basically the same thing that Billy said to her before he, uh, he, I guess, had her overtaken or overtook her and kind of like replaced. Because now I keep thinking back, you know, there was a uh, scene, I think, in episode uh, episode one or two. Uh, I, think, I think it was one, episode one. And it was talking about, you know, he was kind of like seeing into the upside down he's talking to the mind flare billy and he's like what do you want he truly looked like he was terrified he didn't know what was going on and he says everything you see so i'm thinking okay you know what do you want from me and he's like i want you to basically this is what i'm thinking maybe he wants him to copy and get rid of all the real people and copy those with fakes of everything you see so this is where, where i think this is probably going at this uh, at this point and i'm gonna have the uh, top five coming up next after this brief break and we're gonna wrap up the episode for this week all right my number five for the week mrs driscoll at number one finding uh, her eating fertilizer in the corner just the imagery the sounds the music, just everything about this entire scene was just not right. The first thing I thought of was rats in a horde eating fertilizer. It was one of the scenes that I will never forget. And it, as I brought out several times uh, already in this episode, and you know, this has deeply uh, uh, disturbed me, but it will, be, it will be one of the ones that I will not forget. All right, number two. Will and Mike's argument. This brought out some revelations maybe about Will himself or maybe some things he's dealing with or maybe some things he's about to deal with per se. But this just brought out so many uh, so many things um, about the entire relationship and what he has, um, Will, what he's gone through and how Mike and the other um, guys perceive things. All right, number three, Steve and Dustin, Spy Hunters. This is one of my favorite 
um, um, partnerships in the entire, and I didn't, didn't even realize this would be a thing, but this partnership between these two, they just play off each other so well. And I just love the the the, uh, the friendship and the dynamic that they have, and it just works so well because it's honest and it's and you can feel the uh, the heaviness in it, but yet the 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 playfulness in their relationship because one's like a min, uh, mentor um, to the other, and uh, it just it just works on so many levels and it works. Uh, well, and it brings an innocence to uh, Steve, and it also it brings a sophistication to uh, to Dustin um, because he's far beyond his uh, years when they're together. Because he's giving Steve some advice, and Steve's taking some advice, and kind of like not taking some advice at the same time. But um, they, you know, these two as spy hunters, I just I just love the uh, the whole scene and what they're building between these two. All right, number four, dinner with Billy and Heather. This was creepy. This is another creepy. And and it goes to say that they're going with the whole horror uh, vibe for this season, even more so than in in the last two previous seasons. This is kind of like a horror horror comedy. And I just loved this scene so much because it was almost a satirical uh, to its core, and I, I felt that they just did this so well. And it also brought up something else too that really uh, uh, Billy and Levin haven't really uh, met each other up until this uh, this very point. At least not that I can remember, because I'm trying to remember all through season two, and I just don't remember. Because keep in mind, Eleven was isolated really from the the rest of the entire group up until the last uh last last couple of episodes and she definitely didn't uh, have any contact with billy at least until the last episode or and a half uh, over halfway through the um because she was going on her own uh 11 she was going through her own uh, uh, uh i guess Pilmigridge of, of, of sorts, and she just was dealing with a lot of, you know, things within herself. You know, episode seven, of course, was all about her, so there was really no one else involved during that whole uh, episode in itself. But I just love that whole scene with uh, Billy and Heather because it's just eerily creepy, and it's just kind of like, it, like I said, it was really satirical, and they built it up uh, extremely well. All right, number number five for the week is um, Robin cracks the code. She's very smart. She's funny. She keeps um, she she keeps Steve in his place and calls him on a lot of things over and over again and she keeps him really grounded and she seems like she's that balance that he really needs that maybe Nancy wasn't because they both were kind of like maybe cut from the same cloth they kind of like were both uh I guess uh what's the word they were both from the right side of the track and I'm using uh, they're from the right sides of the track I'm using air quotes here to really uh to really convey that so that you can't see me because it's audio of course but anyway, uh, Robin is really uh, great, and she is one of my favorite. She's actually in my top uh, top three favorite uh, uh, characters uh, going forward. 
So when she cracks the code, she 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 gets it all. She puts it all together. She's very smart. She reminds me of a very very subdued uh, Joyce. Uh, at this point, as far as um, her being able to put things together and figure out exactly what's going on in a semi uh, uh, manic uh, manner. And even Steve was like, you know, she's a little bit too hyper for me and she's in the band. And then, of course, you have uh, Dustin calling him on all of that repeatedly over and over again. And you need to get out of that and you need to look for something uh, better um, in your in your life. Not necessarily to say that Nancy wasn't the better, but maybe she didn't uh, she didn't. I guess bring out some of his better qualities and for me it's like you know the same thing is happening with Nancy and Jonathan you know they're kind of like both from uh from different worlds and they're getting along uh, somewhat um uh well together and they're trying to figure out and understand each other but we'll talk about uh, all of that uh, I guess in uh, future episodes. Anyway, this has been Tony with a Stranger Things podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. You guys know where you can contact me. You can contact me on uh, Anchor. I have the uh, the podcast. All the episodes are there, and you can contact me on Twitter. It's um, basically you can find me over there. Uh, underscore um, uh, Stranger Things podcast, and you can find me on Facebook. There's a group over there. You can ask to get in, and I'll let you get in. Just answer one or two questions, and boom, you're in. And I'm pretty much everywhere. And you know, the podcast is everywhere podcast episodes are played. And if you need a link, I can send you a link. And there's so many other ways to uh, to get involved and to stay in contact. And please, guys, uh, share, uh, save. Uh, the episode, send it to your friends, uh, subscribe and contribute if you can. I'm even on our uh, Patreon and all these other uh, avenues that are available to podcasters. Please, please, please continue to support the show. Uh, rate and review. I'm on iTunes. Rate and review over there and give me stars. Uh, of course, uh, stars one through three do not work. Only four and five work, preferably five. And just give an honest uh, review of the show and just let me know. And I'm always open to uh, constructive criticism. Let me know where I can do better, where I can, uh, can you know, just improve the show. You know, like, like I've said, the show is for you guys. So I really hope that you, uh, you keep, uh, keep um, getting involved and being involved with the show and I hope you continue to love the show as much as I like doing it. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And can, uh, just remember, next week, sorry, next week, I'll have a, uh, a co-host in with, uh, from now on. It's going to be my daughter. Um, and we're going to do a brief uh, introduction uh, for her a couple days before to kind of like get you guys used to having her uh, on the uh, podcast and just let you know what she's all about and what her interests are and all that good stuff and i'll see you guys on the next episode see you later bye-bye